Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. And on the count of three, we're going to start the rally cheer. So one, two, three. I am energized. I am energized. I am powerful. I am keeping my eye on my feel. I am keeping my Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The throat chakras are open today. Love it. Okay. I am Stacy Hall. This is session seven of our 60 Days to Success program, we had four modules in the Achievement Guide to uh, play with between the last call and this call, to prepare for this call. And the first one started out with inviting you to take a rest stop. Now, for some of you, that might have seemed ironic. There's more sessions to prepare for, and yet our first way to begin is to take a rest stop. Well, that's what I would like to share with you as to why taking rest stops is so important in G2B, and this is coming from somebody who used to love to play beat the clock, and I talk about this in the book, that in my book, She to Be, of course. There was a time when from morning to night, I would do my best to pack every minute with something powerful to do, some activity, and usually more than one activity at the same time. Now, I want you to pay the price for it because that's not sustainable. So now my body requires me to take longer rest stops more often to regenerate the energy that I expended in a short amount of time full out. And the reason I did that was because I grew up in a family where there was always needing to be something to do. And Sundays would be relaxation time. I can remember my family, we would like watch old movies on Sunday afternoons. We'd go for my family, we would go out, you know, for breakfast on a Sunday morning, come back and relax. And it would be quiet on a Sunday afternoon for my parents. And during the summer for me, but during school week, you know, school time, um, Sunday afternoons would be when I get caught up on my homework. So as a kid, I didn't really have a lot of free time to myself. And so I grew up being rewarded for being productive. I wonder if I'm the only one. Am I the only one? Okay, Brenda, anything you want to add to that? I, too, grew up in a family very similar to that. My dad um, was a masonry contractor, which in Minnesota happens all in the summertime. And then in the seventh grade, um, he had had a lifelong dream to live on a farm because he grew up on a farm and he wanted to live on a farm. So when I was in the seventh grade, we um, moved to a farm. So now we have two things that are happening in the summertime. (laughs) And um, so, yes, I um, understand completely where you're coming from with um, no downtime. Right. And so doing one thing, if that was good, then doing two, three, or four things at the same time had to be really great. And I was awarded 
bennies and perks and all sorts of things when I started working because I was always the hardest working employee. And so I was appreciated and I would get raises or I'd get praise. And it just reinforced itself. And clients would want me instead of someone else and then that fed my ego and on and on and on. And I really believed with my whole heart that the way to succeed was to do as much as possible. And sleep was a necessary evil. Eating was a necessary evil. Well, (laughs) until I got to the point where my body said, well, guess what? It may be a necessary evil, but if you want to stay alive, it's time for you to focus fully on sleeping and eating and getting away from the computer and rejuvenating yourself. And so you all know that story of two years and three months of just crashing and not being able to get up and function. And I'm still, years later, I am still, I'm going to use the word fighting. I wish there was a a more um, politically correct term more uplifting term, and there isn't. I'm just being as honest with you as I can be. There are times when I still fight those tendencies. This weekend, I decided to give myself fully to a rest stop. I went to experience medical Qigong sessions. This is um, the Chinese art of medicine, if you will and their approach to some of the issues that I've been dealing with that Western medicine and other alternative approaches have helped but not really helped me understand the source. And lo and behold, it looks like, from a Chinese medicine standpoint, I have a damp spleen. (laughs) And damp kind of means what it means, you know, if you didn't know anything about Chinese medicine, you can kind of get the sense of damp. But basically, it's squishy. And that means that I've overloaded on sweets and fried food, which I do to make myself feel better because I've had a growing gluten intolerance and other allergy sensitivities. Well, why am I telling you all of this? Because from a Chinese medicine standpoint, it all relates back to not resting enough, not being able to give my body time to process, being over-analytical, doing too much action, not allowing the yin to balance my yang, if you will, for so many years. So everywhere I'm turning, I'm getting this message for me now. And if it helps you, great. In the book, I talk about how important it is to musical compositions. If you ask any composer, they'll tell you it's the rest stops that actually make the music. Where you time which instruments play and which rest instruments are resting is what gives the fullness to the song the composition. And so I really understand a little more this weekend, like took it to another level of my life looking like a symphony rather than a clash of symbols that go bang, 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 bang. And it more like a boom. Ba boom, ah, ba boom, ba boom, ah, boom, ba boom, ba boom, ah. So I'm going to invite you all to play a little bit with what it might look like if you were thinking about your life and your 60-day goal as a composition. 
And would that allow you to rest a little more? So let's take a look at Module 15 before we start the conversation. And the pre-assessment was, I am as diligent in taking time to rest as I am in being on the go. Yes or no? For the longest time, and even some days, I have to say no still. This is, I'm a work in progress here. I would say I'm in the sprouting stage, not yet blooming myself. I feel as though I strike the ideal balance between yin and yang in my behaviors. Well, I've just shared with you. That became clear to me this weekend. Not always. And I always know when I'm in the flow and when I'm not and need to take a rest. See, here's the the scoop on that. I do always know when I'm in the flow and when I'm not. And still, the reason I'm in sprouting, not blooming, is that I will negotiate with myself. If I just do this one more email, it'll take me two seconds to respond to this private message. I just send this one text, it'll be off my head. And I forget that if I'm not in the flow, why on earth would I be choosing to take any action? That's when I fall back into my old habits, that I think that once I've gone out of the flow, I can still do something. Uh-uh-uh. Back in the center of the chief safety, when you're there, everything will move forward. So here's what I want you all to know as well. I stayed off of email. I promised I was going to get off of social media. I made an agreement with one person that I would look at something they sent. But I did not go into Facebook. I did not check my email. And what I did, I had the largest number of subscribers to my blog that I've had in months. I have no idea where they came from because it didn't come from me posting. I don't know how. And every affiliate program that I'm involved with, including my MLM, I attracted new members and more money in one day than I've attracted in months. And it's a great reminder that when something is not going the way I want, it feels like I'm pushing it, that that's the time to step back and walk away from it. Let the goal take a rest stop. Rejuvenate. Do something to support me. My husband, when he's in real estate, he works very diligently for his clients. And then there are days where the phone doesn't ring. He gets on his bike and he goes for a bike ride. And every single time, by the time he gets back, there's something that has occurred. Some movement or a new client or a new referral. So on the post-assessment, we are here again. I'm as diligent in taking time to rest as I am the deed of the go. I feel as though I strike the ideal balance between yin and yang in my behaviors. And I always know when I'm in the flow and when I'm not. And that's the time to take a rest. So I'm curious if my sharing opened anything up for anyone. Did what I say make sense? Not make sense? Do you resemble what I've shared? The floor is open. Would love to hear from a couple of you today. Okay, well, it's not that scary to be the first. Are y'all still there? Well, Stacey, I'll jump in. Um, As you were sharing, this is Brenda. So as you were sharing, there was a story that came to my mind, um, an example of what it looked like to take a rest stop and have something um, positive come out of that rest stop. 
was early on when I was part of the um, Mastery Coaching Club, and I was on a private coaching call with you. And you basically said to me, um, Brenda, you're not coachable today. It's time to go take a rest stop. And I was fighting that tooth and nail. I'm like, no, I came to this call. I, you know, I'm, I'm in this program, and I'm going to get my money's worth. And, and you were adamant with me that it was time to take a rest stop. And so I, you know, had a breakdown, and I, I chose to, um, to take the rest stop. And I went and I laid down. I took my phone with me and I set a timer on it saying, okay, I'm going to give myself this much space and time to to take a nap. And while I was on that rest stop, uh, my phone rang and I looked at it and it wasn't a number that I recognized. And I, in that moment, I chose to take the call. And that call was a customer that resulted in almost a thousand dollar order or product that I represent. And I have no way of knowing if this person would have left a message or not left a message. What I do know, though, is that because I was on the rest stop and not on my coaching call, that I actually had the opportunity to engage with this person immediately um, upon them calling me. And again, it generated a sale. And so, that was a really valid point to me to help me understand that I had come to that coaching call with the intention of um, discussing and getting support on how to generate income. (laughs) And that was an extremely valuable um, result of that coaching call and you, Stacey, supporting me and letting me know that it was time for me to take a rest up, that I was pushing too hard. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And for everybody who's wondering what you meant when you said that I said that you weren't coachable, I choose to explore that here. I can always tell when one of my clients for private coaching is tired. There's, I, I know what to listen for. And I ask certain questions. And when someone is tired, that is not the time to be coaching. That's the time to be resting because it means they've reached the end of their energy. Coaching requires energy to be able to make transformation. And when I suggested to Brenda that we reschedule the call, wasn't that she's not a coachable person, just that that day was not perfect for her to receive coaching based on the answers she was giving me. It it did cause a breakdown for her because her way of doing things was to push through, as you explained to me, Brenda, right? And so always out of a breakdown will come a breakthrough if we allow it. And that's the benefit of a coach or even an accountability partner. If any of you are having conversations with your accountability partners and you feel them resisting your input, the question to ask is, how much sleep have you had recently? When was the last time you took a nap? Have you checked in with your physical body? For those of you who have my subscription to my blog, you know that when you signed up, In the pop-up box on she2be.com, you have the opportunity to receive a free bonus along with your free subscription to a video program I created on how to check in with your four bodies, your physical, your emotional, your mental, and your spirit body. It's all free, and I teach you how to do it. And I always encourage my private clients to check in with their four bodies before they have their session with me so that they can tell me where their energy is and what they need, rather than them showing up and they're exhausted and they're showing up out of being in a should place. They think they should keep their coaching session with me because they don't want to waste my time. And it's actually, honestly, if we're talking about wasting energy time to show up for a coaching session when we're exhausted, and going through the motions 
is a waste of time, rather than simply saying, I choose to reschedule because I'm tired. Or maybe it's not physical tired, maybe it's emotional tired, and then the coach can help at that place. Why are you emotionally tired or why are you mentally tired? So I'm going to ask some questions to get our throat chakras open. Here's some more. If you know that you resist taking rest ups because it goes against what you were taught about productivity, would you just say yes? Yes. 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 Okay. If you choose to experiment with taking short rest stops, please say yes, and then I'll know how many people would like me to give you a tip on how to do so. So if you would like to learn how to experiment with taking short rest stops that don't make you feel guilty, would you please say yes? Yes. 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 Okay. If that's not of interest to you at all, would you please say no? I know I'm not hearing everybody. That could be some of you could be on mute as well. Now I'm going to go ahead and give you some tips real quick here. The first is, after every activity that you have scheduled on your calendar, make sure that there's a 5 to 15 minutes, 5 at the minimum, 15 at the maximum, space between the next activity on your calendar. Keeping in mind, excuse me, that the human body requires bathroom breaks, water breaks, which then lead to bathroom breaks, time to make notes about what just occurred, time to adjust for the unexpected that comes into every life every day if you're interacting with other people. Five to 15 minutes of non-scheduled time between every scheduled activity. Does anybody do this already? I'm just curious. Is there anybody already doing this on their calendar? Yes. Now, who is that? Who said yes? This is me, Monica. This is, hi, Stacy. This is Monica. Hi, Monica. Okay, so Monica, um, you shared with us previously that you, hold on, I'm losing the uh, ear plug here. All right. You shared with us that you run a salon. Uh, a spawn slot, and you have a young son, you have a teenage daughter, you have a husband, and you're also training, you're in the certification program for the Chi to Be certification as a coach, along with also having a multi-level business that you're building. When could you possibly have time for rest stops? I have to... I, not I have to, I choose to make the time for the rest stop because I check in with myself. And before, when I didn't know about rest stops, I would just go from one client to one activity to, I mean, it was just nonstop. And I, it was like I didn't know what was going on. I just did my thing, but I was, it was just all over the place. And when I finally learned about a rest stop and the importance of taking myself, I now know what my body needs and then I enjoy taking that time out. I wouldn't even eat lunch. I didn't do anything. I mean, I don't know how I was even surviving. I was I don't even know if that was even called survival mode. So now looking at my be all of how important it is for me to take care of myself and to teach other people and the importance of rest stops has all come into a great fruition. And I understand when enough is enough, and I understand it's my time to take a nap, whether it's just to relax and just close my eyes or, or take a good deep breath and couple deep breaths, whatever the case may be. I definitely do it in between clients. I walk into another room. 
I walk behind the desk, and now no one bothers me, where before it was I let them bother me. They would come in, and they're like, oh, my, come on, five minutes, quick haircut. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now, no. I have it scheduled, everything scheduled for success, and I don't have interruptions anymore because of this. I love it. Celebrate you. That is the chi. Here's what often my clients say to me at the beginning, and Monica, I don't remember you actually saying this, but other people have, that they feel guilty when taking a rest stop. And I've written about this in the book, and I've written attraction tips on this topic, that we were taught that to be of service means to put other people before us. How many people on this call have heard that? If you've heard it, would you please say yes? Yes. 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 This is why healers don't make the kind of money they deserve to make. This is why healers don't eventually uh, are able to continue to be healing and providing their healing services because they're worn out themselves. All right? This is a myth. In order to give our best service to others, we must take care of ourselves first. And as I said at the beginning of this call, I am still doing my best to remember this truth and challenge and remove myself from the old neural pathway. Because I told you about my family, and I'm also going to tell you my family was of service to people. And so much so that I watched my parents give better service to other people and other people's children than they did to my sister and I. We got their tired self. Has anyone else ever been in that situation? You've watched your parents yes. give to other people and you got what was left over and the way you were supposed to deal with that was we were a family of service. This is what you do. You sacrifice. Anyone else? Or am I the only one? Yes. Okay. That's where the guilt comes from. But as children, we knew something wasn't right about that. Would you say that's true, too? You knew that wasn't right. Yes or yes? Yes. 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 Okay. Children know. They haven't, until our parents teach us or teachers teach us, we are in tune with energy. And that just didn't make a whole lot of sense. So we had to learn to go against what felt correct in our bodies. How could we possibly really give the best of ourselves when we're giving to ourselves the worst of ourselves? So I'd like to hear, this is one of the last things I'm going to say, and then I'm going to turn the call over to Brenda because she has some amazing insights about her experience of the rest of the module. But this is, for me, this was the golden nugget. When I look at Christ's life, and the stories of the Bible, I see that he enjoyed the most expensive essential oils. Not only did he share them, he had people anoint himself with them. True or true? True. 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 I don't see Christ sacrificing in that way. He rested. Did Christ not rest? Indeed. Yes, he rested, yes? She did. Yes. He ate very good meals, too, right? Very good meals. He did them along with other people, as his way of demonstrating how to live for the time that he was alive. 
he was demonstrating how to live. I rest my case. He ate, he drank, he was merry, he anointed, he served, he had himself served. He was always in balance until it was time for him to be called hope. Is there anybody who feels differently about what I just said than I do? No. Has anyone's mind just been blown a little bit? Anybody has your mind blown a little bit about why then am I feeling guilty when I take care of myself first? No mind blowing? Mm -hmm. Just a yes? (laughs) Who's there? Yeah? Well, this is Brenda, and I'd actually written that down to my on a note to myself um, prior to you actually speaking it out loud, Stacey. Oh, amazing. Um, so now my mind's blown that you got that. <laughs> That's right. You want to look to an example? There you go. And he would say, there are so many demonstrations where he's showing how to take care of ourselves in order to be of service to others. So... This is how I stopped feeling guilty. I say to people, I saw your message. And some of you may have received this from me. If you could send me a private message. I see your message. I'm closing off the computer now to go rest. I'll be back when I'm rested. They give you the attention you deserve. Or I'll get a request from a private coaching client. Stacy. Is it possible for me to have five minutes of your time? I won't respond because in my mind, I'm sending them an energetic response that I love you so much, I'm taking care of myself first, and you'll hear from me when I'm in that space of being able to serve you because nobody wants us to respond from our tired, frustrated, resentful, Nobody. Even if that means not keeping an agreement, if we have the wherewithal to apologize ahead of time and say, I have hit the wall, I apologize, I'm going to go take care of myself and I will make amends when I'm feeling better, great. If you can do that ahead of time, great. If not, that make amends as soon as you are back having taken care of yourself. Whether that means brushing your teeth, grabbing a glass of water, taking a nap, or going for a massage, or a hike in the woods. If this conversation has been of value to you, would you please say yes so that I know where everybody's at? Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Brenda? And then turn it over to you for the next module. Well, thank you. And I just wanted to um, tag on to um, the story that I shared earlier and when we were talking about the um, the coaching um, conversation. When I came on board and joined the coaching club, I made an agreement with you. I used a harmoniously powerful agreement. And I made a request of you, Stacey, as my coach to um, – I used the bulldozer example that I literally um, am able to um, avoid anything that I choose to avoid because I'd had such a huge um, block in my life and I was determined not to experience pain. And so I'd, I'd made an agreement with you to um, and given you permission and asked for your support in block in busting through those blocks. So. Um, as painful as it was to hear you tell me that I wasn't coachable in that moment and that the best thing I could do was to go to sleep, I also knew that you were keeping your agreement and my agreement um, that we had created together to to provide me with that support. And that was um, and has continued to be um, the beauty of um, having you as my coach and being part of the coaching club program. So just wanted to put that out there and, and add that that was an agreement we had together. So thank you for that. 
I am so very happy to hear that. Thank you, my friend. You are welcome. And it ties right into what I'd like to talk about with the next modules because for me, these next modules are all about choice. And I knew something about myself and I made a choice that I was going to, um, to, to break through that, that block um, at whatever um, that looked like for myself. And so as I was looking through and we were, um, we've been talking about the rest stops, I, it was just an eye-opener to me um, because I have been implementing these little rest stops that you were talking about, Stacey, with these five to 15-minute um, breaks. Um, one of my favorite things to do is have a puzzle up. And so if I feel like I'm coming up against or my energy is lowering or my creativity is, is stalling out, I'll, I'll go attempt to put in a few puzzle pieces and, and I'll give myself that five to 15-minute time frame. So when I was looking at the module and seeing that everyday question, how am I implementing, um, proactively implementing rest stops every day, I, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm probably sprouting in that area. Every week, every month, and every year, those were the questions that really got me thinking about what am I choosing to do proactively for rest stops. And... Um, and so then that led me into um, our next module of, of 16, and the pre-assessment in there is um, I have mastered the art of empowered decision-making, and I make decisions quickly, yes or no. The next question is I always value my intuition, heart, and mind more than anything else in making my decisions, yes or no. And the last one is, I know when I am making decisions from love and when I am making them from fear. And, and this is all focused, this module is all focused on energy surge number 10, the solution process, and, and how we look at um, making choices. And so even those little choices that I'm making day to day, am I making them from love or from fear? Am I using the solution process? And then I started exploring, you know, Module 17 and where we're talking, um, and that module talks about accountability versus responsible. And, and what am I choosing to um, be responsible for or am I choosing to be accountable for it? And that, that whole conversation, and Stacey, you and I have had some really um, fun conversations and, and you've shared on other calls and um, in um, blog posts and things, the attraction tips about um, accountability versus responsibility. And I actually today went out and um, looked up the definition of responsible and accountable. And I found it very interesting that responsible says um, that it is um, an obligation. And I thought, hmm, obligation for me really resonates with being a should. And I like to have a choice. And I, I don't know, does anyone else like to have choices in situations to say yes or yes. no? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, me too. And um, the minute I feel like I'm getting backed into a corner, um, it, it starts to feel like that obligation. And so um, really, again, this whole um, module um, just was speaking to me about choices and, and then getting into a module 18 and, and looking at, um, so one of the questions was, I take um, responsibility for my choices. What am I choosing to be accountable? So going back to looking at rest stops on a daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly basis, I realized that I wasn't making a choice to, to take longer rest stops. Yes, I was choosing to take shorter rest stops. And then came in this whole dialogue and, and um, you know, head conversation about, well, I, I can't take a, a week's vacation because then I'll just be behind. And, and I saw that old pair time of um, how my family operated. And so, Stacey, when you were sharing your story about 
um, what it looked like to take, you know, those rest stops on Sunday, and yet it really didn't feel like a rest stop. That whole um, old neural pathway came up really strongly for me as well um, through all of these. And so I sat and I looked at it and I said, I have a choice. I get to choose if I'm going to take a week's vacation. And if I'm choosing to take a week's vacation, is that a week's vacation that requires a large amount of money or a small amount of money? Is it a staycation or is it a, you know, a getaway to another continent? I don't know what that looks like. All I know is that I have a choice. And I wasn't choosing to make a choice about where I was going to go with my rest stop when it came to those longer rest stop periods. So that's a little bit about my background and and where I'm at today and what these modules brought up for me. So I'd really like to now just open up this conversation and and see um, if my story sparked anything for anyone um, or if Stacy's stories have sparked anything for anyone in conjunction with um, with choice and and how um, and what we choose to be accountable to ourselves for. Anyone have any stories they want to share or ahas or insights that are coming up for them? Brenda, this is Pam. Hi, Pam. Hi. Um, so what came up for me in the last uh, week or so was that I realized in looking at my calendar, I was really doing it backwards. Um, I, my rest stops weren't necessarily being prioritized and scheduled in advance. Um, so I, I, I looked at the picture. What happened was I, I was at a conference and I it kind of struck me to look, okay, from the end, you know, what did I want my life to look like at the next level of success and the next level of success? What was the end picture looking like? You know, um, where would I, how would I be spending my time and where would I be focusing my energy at that point? And that my life now, um, there was still some tweaking that could be done to mirror what, I intended for it to look like later, and that includes um, rest stops, and it includes, you know, scheduling activities with my family, you know, choosing what things that I am being accountable to myself to put on my calendar first, um, and then looking at once those are there, okay, now pulling in those the other pieces. Um, I really had been of that mentality too of work first to earn the rest or to earn the fun um, instead of, and of course those things go on the back burner and then they don't happen. So um, I am choosing going forward to really change how I'm going about my scheduling for success based on some of the things that I discovered this week and looking at it from that perspective. And how does that feel for you? Well, I'm excited. It um, actually, it's things like even holidays and, and things like that coming up. I'm like, well, I know that they come up every year and there are so many things that I enjoy doing and I get excited about, you know, decorating for Christmas and things like that. And so many times it's become an afterthought because I think, well, that's a fun thing. I should work first. You know, it's that whole, I should work first and then. Um, and so now looking at, well, it's as simple as, you know, scheduling a Saturday morning in December to get all of this stuff up and having that be my time where I've scheduled something like that. Um, and so it's exciting to me to look at it that way and to feel like in the long run it's going to be um, less stressful because I've got it scheduled on my calendar that way. And I've been scheduling for a while now, so I, I'm not sure why it's dawning on me this late. It's just the mentality, I think, of looking at um, things a little bit differently. Thank you for sharing. Um, that is, I'm celebrating with you, your awareness. And um, I had um, a similar experience to you, Pam, in um, last year. 
in that I determined that Christmas and um, the, the space between November 1st and um, January 30th were going to be very different for me. And so last year I was in this whole observation mode. And what I did is I looked at everything through the lens of um, my strategic attraction planning process of what could be more perfect for me. So each opportunity that came along, I, I just allowed myself to experience it. And then, again, talking about choice, am I choosing to continue to do this the same way next year, or am I going to choose to do something different? And so I actually um, used my Google Calendar, and I put in and I pre um, scheduled myself for the holidays, like the amount of space and the day and the time um, based upon last year's experience, what I would like this year to look like. Now, am I quote unquote stuck with that schedule? No, I still have a choice of what that looks like. And yet I wanted to capture the experience and the feeling for myself of what was working and feeling great to my body and what could even be more perfect. So do I want to allow more time in there? Do I want to allow less time? Do I want to move it forward, backward, those kinds of things? So I love um, that you shared the experience of, of looking at it through the lens of the, the holidays. That's beautiful. Have you ever um, played with or has anyone else on the call played with the solution process in conjunction with um, making decisions? I'd love to, to hear if anyone's played with that. Brenda, I will share, this is Pam, I will share that that is really what led me to this new way of looking at my calendar was um, the solution process and some of the, the responses I was getting it within my body when I would use that process. And I think what you, what you shared tied it all in. I mean, that's really what this has been for me, the scheduling for success. I was really exploring with a certain way of doing it uh, before and realizing I was getting a lot more done because I was scheduling all of these things. And then in using the solution process to make decisions about what was going on my calendar, I realized that now the pendulum was kind of had swung, you know, one direction and now it's time to come back and um, refocus on some of the other things and pull those back in. So um, that was a much more powerful way to, to, make decisions about what was going on it for me. Beautiful. And um, one of the things I like about the solution process is that the questions are coming from love and coming from fear. And I've chosen for myself that if I'm not making it right or wrong that I'm choosing from fear. However, when I do notice that I'm making a decision from fear, I've also chosen to be accountable to myself for exploring what might be bringing up that fear and then using um, energy surge number, um, rich clearing, uh, cheer generating rituals and um, keeping my chi moving with clearing clutter. So again, choosing how I'm going to behave um, and how I'm going to respond, because behave isn't the word that I'm looking for. Respond is, is what I'm looking for. How am I going to respond to the information that's being presented to me? And um, so I really um, enjoy the insights. Um, I will be honest that um, when I first got exposed to the solution process, that I, um, I was extremely resistant to that energy search because I was literally afraid of what it was going to what I was going to um, discover about myself. Um, and so, in learning to be able to pull in the other energy surges and how they can support me in um, moving from seeding to, to blooming using um, a particular energy surge was very um, powerful for me as well. So Stacey, is there anything you'd like to share and chime in here with what I've just shared so far and what Pam has shared? I just think it's so beautiful and so authentic and it's 
been my experience with you both, so it's I know it's true. What I would love to do now is, with the time we have available, I'd like to take somebody through the solution process. Um, this would be somebody who, on the call, has been struggling with a choice or a decision. Maybe you think you've come to it, but you just can't seem to get action towards it going. Or, um, like Brenda, you know there's a choice to make and you've been afraid to look at it from all the angles and you'd want someone to hold your hand through it. So is there somebody on the call who has a choice or decision that they would like to make? You don't have to give us your full name, just your first name. This is an opportunity for actual private coaching right here to help you move towards your 60-day goal and its fulfillment. Because if you're not anywhere near it, it's probably because there's some choices to be made and you're stepping on this side instead of going all the way through. So I'm going to invite everybody to take a moment who's here. We have quite a large call today, a lot of people on the line. Please take a moment and check in with what did you come to the call to get today? You actually did make a choice to be here, to receive something. If it was just to see what we were going to talk about, that's great. But if you actually choose right now what you want to get out of the call to make it the most valuable for you, the likelihood is that will occur. Stacey, this is Catherine, and I had um, I had some observations and a question. Okay, Catherine, go ahead. Um, I was really pleased that I achieved my goal so early in the month, um, and it it seemed pretty large when we started. In fact, you you know you wanted me to to go to my upline and see if that was even a doable goal, and and we did it. And then afterward, I I've been stuck. Like, what now? Like, what okay. do I do now? Okay, so Catherine, um, is there another goal that's beyond that one? You you set a goal with your MLM company. Is there another okay. stage or another rank for you to achieve? Yes. Do you choose to achieve that rank? I do. I choose to achieve that rank. Okay, well, then that's what would be next, and you're simply seeding now for that next largest rank. Now, if you would like to go through the solution process with me to show everybody how you would use it, um, you've just made the choice that there's a way to do it that would be even more powerful. Would you be willing to go through the solution process with me? I would. Okay. So go ahead and come into RAW, relaxed, alert, and waiting. Let me know when you're in, in a calm-centered place, allowing your muscles to release from your bones, bringing your emotions to neutral, trusting that all is well. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. So, Catherine, coming from fear, why might you choose not to go to the next rank? Are there any fears that would keep you from choosing that as a goal? Yes, I'm I'm afraid that I can't achieve that goal. Okay. Are there any other fears that feed into that fear of not achieving that goal? There might or there might not, just asking. Since you're afraid you're not going to achieve that goal, there might be some other fears. Yes, there's a fear that I guess that even what I've accomplished so far isn't real or that it's all going to crumble or everybody that has, you know, signed on with me is going to go away. Okay, good noticing, good noticing. All right, now, coming from love, are there any reasons that you would choose 
not to achieve that next highest goal. No. Okay. Coming from fear, why would you choose to achieve that goal of getting to the next highest rank? What fears would drive you to get it done? Fear of financial insecurity. Okay. And any other fears that would be the driving force behind getting to that next rank? You're afraid something would happen and so to ensure it doesn't, you're going to go for that rank. Anything else? You fear that, you know, everything I'm invested so far would be a waste. Okay. Got it. All right, now, coming from love, why would you choose to achieve that goal? Because I firmly believe that everybody um, needs the product that I have. And, um, yeah, and my team deserves this, too. So out of love for the people you share it with, out of love with your team, you would choose to achieve this goal? Yes. Okay, good. Now, of all the answers you gave, think about the answers you gave to each of the four questions. If you think back to the feeling in your body, which feeling was the strongest? Not the best feeling, not the worst feeling, just it had the strongest energy around it when you said it. Which was the one? The last one. Which was what? Um, coming from love, I feel that um, that everybody deserves what I have to share and that my team deserves this as well. Okay, great. So that's your answer. Okay, you're going to do it. Now these other answers are details to be worked out. So you've got some fear that what you've already accomplished isn't real. Using energy surge number eight, keeping the chi moving, look at ways to get rid of that clutter. That's clutter that will keep you from achieving your goal. Does this make sense, Catherine? Yes. Okay. You've got a fear that uh, you're going to achieve this goal to ensure you don't have financial insecurity. We choose to move forward from love that fear is going to drive you, it's also important that you shift that, that you transform that into a belief that you deserve financial security. Does this make sense? Yeah, that's great. Okay, so that's why we go through the solution process, to identify the answers to all four questions. Because without being honest about the fears that are there, there's no way we'd be able to use energy search number eight to keep the chi moving by transforming those limiting beliefs. It would just be, and please forgive me, it would be like putting whipped cream in a cherry on top of horse manure. Mm. Okay? We can, the top might look really great. Yeah, I'm going to go to that event. Yeah, I'm going to make it to gold. I'm going to achieve that goal. But underneath, when the whipped cream starts to melt and the cherry falls down, what's under there is the horse manure, not the deep chocolate fudge sundae. There's no structure to support that. So, Catherine, thank you for giving me the opportunity to demonstrate how we use the solution process and why. Because it leads us back to energy surge number eight, and it leads us forward to energy surge number 11 of are we really choosing, really choosing the goal we've just set. So now that you know what your fears are and your love motivators, Catherine, are you truly choosing to go to the next rank? Yes, I'm truly choosing to go to the next drink. Okay, and you've got some details to work out while you're in the seeding process, right? 
Yes. Okay. Thank um, you. You're welcome. We have time to hear from one person quickly. I'd love to know if that was of value to anyone. My taking Catherine through how to use the solution process. Was that of value to anyone else here on this call? I'm just going to ask for someone to be generous in letting me know because if you're by your silence, it makes me feel that what we just did was not of value. So Thank if you. it was of value, yes. I'd appreciate knowing. Yes, it was of value. Yes, of value. Yes. yes, it was of value. Yes, very much yes, so. Very yeah. much so. Beautiful. I appreciate that. In our 60 Days private group, I have provided a number of attraction tips related to breaking through the guilt around rough stops. And I will do the same related to using the solution process to be able to bravely and courageously identify all the fears and all the love motivators that go into making a choice. And I encourage you to do this not by yourself. The solution process is really more easily done with an accountability partner, letting the accountability partner ask the question. And then you just being able to be in your own space as you're answering them and feeling your energy. So if you don't have an accountability partner that you feel comfortable doing this with, be sure to make a request in the 60 Days group that you would like to have another accountability partner support you. Or if there's somebody who you've heard on these calls, reach out to them. You have the whole numbers list there. You can contact them through Facebook and invite them to be your partner or to get to know them better. So, Brenda, as we wrap up now, is there anything that you want to share about the solution process um, before we wrap up and prepare for our final session next week? Well, I just want to confirm um, what you just shared, Stacey, in that it has always been the most valuable for me to be able to um, to go through the solution process with an accountability partner. It um, it just takes it to another whole level, and it really does allow me to tap into my true feelings uh, when I am hearing. So again, even as you were taking Catherine through the through the um, the solution process, I, I was answering the same questions for myself. Um, and, and again, just um, hearing um, and getting those insights for me is just so valuable. And, and remembering to use both and all of the energy surges that you talked about, um, personal accountability, the um, energy clearing, she um, generating rituals, all of those energy surges, every energy surge supports me with what I comes to the surface in my answers. So I'm no longer afraid to do the, do the solution process. Beautiful. Well, as we wrap up our remaining modules and the, the Achievement Guide, the Cheat of the Achievement Guide are what we're preparing for for our next call. And during our next call, we're going to focus primarily on how to use the Chi Generating Calculator because too often I have seen people use it in a way to lower their energy, which defeats the entire purpose of the entire book. It is meant to be a fun, uplifting tool, an easy way to identify which energy surge we could be spending a little more time with so that if we don't have an accountability partner around in the moment, we could easily go through the calculator and simply go, oh, okay, here's, here's where I've not been spending as much time. Let me go back to that chapter and spend more time with it and see what happens. And if we do have an accountability partner, then that's the place where when you have your conversation, say, hey, I didn't spend as much time in Chapter 6 over the last couple of weeks. I want to spend more time there. Can we chat about that? I'd love to get some ideas from you. So that's how we use the Chi Generating Calculator. I would encourage you all to start playing with it this week so that whatever you discover about yourself as you're using it, we'll be able to break through those blocks and celebrate our ability to give ourselves points and increase our energy, which is what she to be is all about, the energy to be 
successful in whatever we choose to be successful in. So thank you, everyone. Let's go ahead and go out on our rally cheer. One, two, three. I am energy. I am powerful. I am taking life by Thanks, everyone, for being Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.